What's happening, everybody? It's 420 somewhere. And today we have Liz Grow, who is the co-founder and CEO of Grow House Media, a full service media agency that specializes in cannabis and hemp. She has also launched a feminized podcast and she is inviting powerful women in the industry to come on and give real talk about culture and the future of the cannabis industry. Let's bring everybody on on a very special episode of It's 420 Somewhere. Thank you very much for joining us, Liz, and also, Miggy. how have you been? Hey, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, yes, it's our pleasure. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell the audience what you're doing in the industry? Yeah, so I am Liz Grow, and yes, that is my real name, my real last name. It's just my family name, and it just happens to be very cool and appropriate for what you know I'm doing, which is cannabis media. What does that mean? That means that four years ago, almost five years ago, five years ago in May, my husband and I started a full-service video production agency that was focused primarily in cannabis and hemp. We still took clients outside of cannabis and hemp, mostly to pay the bills, because back then, five years ago, was like trying to make money as I think a media, and I don't want to call myself like a content maker or content person influencer, because it's just it's much deeper than that. And trying to do broadcast quality production for cannabis. And oh, yeah. That's, the, that's been the goal. And that's where we are right now. Our company is Grow House Media, and we're headquartered just outside of Austin, Texas. That's the thing. You, It's not content creator, but that's the thing is, Tom, I know Tom, since MySpace, and I've been doing like the media stuff for over 10 years now, and it's just what it is. It's For me, in the beginning... I thought of like the internet, like I'm just into like connectivity and yeah. I joined a couple of guys you know, finding that outlet to say, Hey, we need to change the law. And then the internet expands and becomes more, it's bigger than all of us, right? Yes. Even in the United States, 300 million people. 335. 335. Yeah. But like the connection we have, like when it comes to advertisements and doing things or being a, an outlet, yeah. it's a competition, right? I've seen you, I know you from PCM. And the pro cannabis media is so funny because I yeah. like that. Uh, Zerani, he's, he's legit, used to be a reporter. Jimmy. I mean, Jimmy. yeah. yeah. It's so funny. I was like, shit. Sorry, I, dude. Look, <laughs> I've been not giving my <laughs> Illinois report for a few weeks because I had to get moved into this place. But great guy. Yeah. Really dedicated to getting the word out and the challenges that are in the cannabis media. Yes. The censorship online, the censorship on regular media channels because yes. media companies are scared to take client as they fear that they'll be exposing themselves to federal liability yeah. because right. they are, if you're doing media about a cannabis company, you're advertising for the commission of a federal crime, which yep. is freaking weird yeah. that they're allowing this and they aren't enforcing it, except then nobody is going to let you, you can't buy ads. Buying ads is yeah. ridiculously difficult for the company. Yeah. It's crazy. And the world needs more of it because the world needs more cannabis, period. The world needs more access to this plant. And that's yeah. where it starts. And the way that we can serve that mission was through media. My husband had, has a, an awesome career in production. He has his, his entire adult life. And it's a really special, magical thing when, you know, that kind of talent is poured into cannabis, into the space that is so bastardized. It's so many opportunists. It's just so slimy sometimes. It's mm. so many rules and regulations. Wow. We've got to shine a light on the beauty. We've got to wake people up. So our content and our purpose is to be 
okay with the sensors. Ideally, if we could be on Magnolia Network, that would be okay. an incredible thing to have a project on Magnolia Network, which is something that that's a goal. But it's just interesting to yeah. think about influencing our society, 30, 335 million people mm -hmm. through media and in a positive way and in a way that's collaborative. Yeah. I thank you for having me on your podcast again. I do so many podcasts and I'm, we're all working so hard, but very few people ask me to be on their podcast. And that's okay. Life is busy, but I was just like, wow, thank you for this. This is cool. Expand our networks together. Exactly. Yeah. No, I saw you guys on Instagram and I'm like, man, they know what they're doing. They have production value and shit. I'm in a basement. Okay, fine. I'm on a fourth floor, but whatever. Um, I was in a basement. You should have seen last week's, last month's episodes, literally reporting from a basement. You're going to miss the basement. This view is dope, though. I got to <laughs> say, it was like million dollar view. Okay? There's a, there, there's yeah. a Missouri Valley basketball tournament is the final is going on out back. So like right now, the local team's winning by five. Oh, nice. shit. I love it. I yep. love it. That's the storyline right now. <laughs> That's the collective community storyline. Yeah. So what are, I'd love to hear about what's happening in Illinois. Buyer's market. Buyer's Illinois market. is a buyer's market. It's a limited market state and they gave all the licenses to social equity applicants who are poor and that have never done it before. And, and then they gave them a deadline. And so like they, they are hard up for cash to get going. And then even if they had cash, they don't have the experience usually that's come with the operations itself. Nobody understands what a financial model is. So like when I'm explaining to people like, okay, why did you give that person this percent of the company? But what in value did they give you for that percentage? Do you know how much it's worth? They don't understand how to do discounted cash flow analysis or all the sorts of things that we do here for money. Scares yeah, me. I love this stuff. But, I've been doing yeah. it for years, but. Thank you for doing yeah. what you do. Yeah. Seriously. Us nerds that like the math. Yeah. yeah, you're more math and business though. That's the thing that he's been trying well, to. Well, that's what business is. Business is looking at the numbers and saying, yeah. this doesn't make sense to me. Or I'm going to, how much money can I get to buy on this? And those types yeah. of things. And they come up, the numbers in cannabis have been abysmal and people that have gotten into it were really taken advantage of by financial models that didn't add up and didn't make sense. And then they've created the little problems that we have in Illinois in the sense that they don't want their cash flows to dry up. So the operators that we currently have are doing a very good job at figuring out how to slow it down and to, mm. once they have given it to the people that have the licenses to ensure that they're going to continue to spread their products and being sold at a large amount. That's it. So do you think that things will work out for any of these social equity applicants? How many do you think will survive? Because that's big mm. criticism. But Illinois was really bullish on social equity hallelujah beautiful thing now in hindsight we're looking back and it's like wow the holes were so big that sharks just swam right on through and there's blood in the water and here we are again letting down communities of color and communities that have been damaged by the war on drugs letting them down once again because who are social equity applicants i'm not shaking my finger at all i'm just yeah. It's not just Illinois, though. That's, that's the, How do we, what's the solution? Why they require them to be poor just means you're going to have them be exploited. Yes. So you're taking people that they don't know what a financial model is. They've yeah. never run a company that needs partners, that needs a cap, that needs a CFO to explain yeah. to them like they're adequately capitalized. Right. Yeah. They've never had to, they've never managed a bank, let alone owned the bank, the <laughs> level of regulations Shit. that they have to go through to be able to compliantly operate. We just opened one in Illinois and it was like two and a half million bucks to get it open. 
And that's in rural Illinois because of how much the security costs. And then you have to update the builds that you do because the regulators are going to require a specific amount that you have to come up to, which makes it very difficult. But then let's say that you were just given it all. Do you appreciate what you have? You also got to look at too, like the equity thing it is messed up the way they do it because people are going to be victims. But Tom and I just recently applied for a license together, right? Ideal, I'm not going to be a millionaire out of this thing. Fingers crossed. I do win. We win. And, but I expect, and that's the thing about this business shit is you got to have expectations of what you, realistic expectations, right? Yes. I plan on selling this business real quick. That is it. I'm not going to have full stake as far as name goes, but I really, depending on how the partners, it's all about your partners. So like somebody says, Hey, we're going to have you let you have this much voice in it. Then yeah, maybe I'll play more game. And again, I'm more than willing to walk away from something because of nothing. But he has to be double social equity. And so right yeah. now there is this application round that's going on and it's anywhere. Like there's people in Austin, Texas that could win a license in, in Illinois. Uh, but then how there, are they going to move to Illinois? Of course not. Do what they can do and they can't even sell it until after they're operational. So they have to get all this debt on top of them and then have some type of, yeah, they kiss. Wow, you can't, Wow, so the, you can only I give it to know. these people, right? The, the kids because better. You think you just, you have the license and then you can sell it at least, you know, it's valuable from day one, but that's right, not right. Yeah. You can only sell it after you're operational, but then it gets better. You only have to have 51% ownership or control. So you could have 51% control, but not 51% ownership, but you <laughs> yes. can't have 51% ownership, but not control. And so like you just make the 51% owner, they're just there. And then as soon as you win, you do a capital call on them and then they don't have any money. And then you put in $5 million and then you're like, all right, now it's, and then you restructure it and they're completely diluted or yeah. after they're operational, because after they're operational, then you owe us $4 million, bro. And so oh, it's, yeah. I don't know, $4 million. And then so it's one of those types of things where well, that's where it's hmm. human trafficking and it's exploitation. Like, yeah, and then you see people that are just putting them in as much as they can. And then they're trying to get them to sell out for 50 grand on the front end. Even though the licenses yeah. are going for three to four million dollars in Chicago, it's ridiculous that Jesus. you see. And you go like, "Why is what New Jersey's doing worse than what you guys are proposing here? How is New Jersey's less equitable than this?" Yeah, but that's why you need a lawyer. That's no, I'm using totally Tom commercial right there, man. Yeah, yeah. great media. It's wow. hard to get those apps in and to have it right, but then everybody seems After. like they want it. But like the one that's going on in Texas is ridiculous. Yeah. The one in Texas, and then tell me about the tell me about the one in Texas. Okay, let's talk about Texas because it's yes. Texan, and I love to talk Texan. And I'm going to show you my patch. I wore this right. especially for the show. Nice. I'm trying to you find out where my cursor is. If you ain't a farmer, well, ain't a farmer. Yeah. oh shit, nice. Yes. Wait, you. you tell us about Texas, though. We're not there. What is the market like? It's just a hemp market, right? Delta eight, Delta nine gas station. Miggy, 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 Miggy. First of all, I didn't, you didn't even get to say hello at the first, at the top of the show, because I was just so excited and jumped on board. Would you like to say hello? Oh, no, you're good. Are I'm we not, good? Okay. I don't ever, I just kind of, the podcast is just a, more of a conversation that we're just yeah. trying to keep on going. Like it's part of like just a, a hundred things that we do together. Yeah. Check out our website. I, do, I like to do more writing than I do this or the memes. It's all about the memes and just making mm -hmm. people laugh. It's, this is just yeah. another part of some shit that I do that hopefully does something. And some things have done something and other things. I'm just like, whatever. Yes. I love that. I'm taking a picture of you guys. That's, right that's documentary business. as well. No, yes. No, no. I, Culture. Um, yeah. Yes. But okay, let's talk about Texas, guys. 
Yes. Talk about Texas. It's a beautiful state. We talk about 300 million in the country. We have, I say 30 million. Numbers are at 2.9 million or 28.9 million people in the state of Texas is what you'll see. But it's more like 30 million. Our borders are leaky and we've got lots of undocumented Texans. And so I say 30 million. And what we are doing at Grow House Media is trying to help to educate our people and our Texas community. If we hit on a national level, cool. We're, we travel everywhere because we want to bring what's happening in legal states back to our state and just tell our friends and family in our community because that grows. And that's how we will get legal cannabis across the finish line, okay? So I'll just start there. But what's happening now is we do have a medical program. It's called the Teacup Program. You're, I'm sure you're familiar with it, but for those of you listening who are not, the teacup program allows you to get a prescription for THC. And yes, it is a prescription. People from California like to call me out on that sometimes because I'm being involved in this conversation on a daily basis. And so you can't do a prescription. It's got to be a recommendation. And I'm like, no, bro, this is Texas. And you don't know. This is a different country. Like you don't <laughs> it is, know bro. how we do things here. And we want to learn from how y'all have done things and more candidly how y'all fuck things unfortunately so we're trying to learn in texas it's slow and steady wins the race we can get a prescription for thc it's low thc products but because of the beauty of chemistry it's only products it's not flour okay right, so all yeah, flowers yeah. illegal you could still go to jail for all a flowers illegal yes flowers, all flowers is that? like the thc level what is it one percent Oh my God. Over 0.3%. It's illegal and you can go to jail. I thought your medical was like 1%, but there's an application window going on right now in Texas. And for, because there's three dispensaries and dispensary is a misnomer in Texas regulatory rubric. It's called a dispensary, but it is a, for all intents and purposes, what they call an MMTC in the other states, a treatment center, a medical marijuana treatment center. Meaning you have the grow, you have the process. And you have the retail. You have to have all three, which makes it substantially more expensive. And then yeah. there's only three of those in the whole state. Right. And great. only two who are operational. Okay. Well, I repeat, two are operational because as a media company that focuses in cannabis, who do you think we work with in Texas? It's beautiful. It's a, we're building mm. this program Damn. and it's a big state, y'all. And the voters are able to decide who their lawmakers are and that's where the laws leave our hands as texans oh, yeah. we have to be involved in the local level we have to be involved every step of the way we have right now we're in the 80th legislative session and we are looking to expand our teacup program of course there are many bills that seek to legalize but i just don't see it happening this session i don't think that's a spoiler alert yeah. i think that's a reality knowing who we have making the decisions what is and who made the decision not to go to the polls yeah okay what's in November, the because i partially put this on texan if you want legal <laughs> weed i ask you when was the last time yeah. you voted for legal weed seriously no. voted <laughs> yeah i just voted but it, in your vote even if it's for school counsel what the fuck ever yeah. you are vote you are voting for that person who is truly missing the rules and regulations in your space and it just blows my mind that people can be so careless with that right yeah. and people can want so badly this plan, but yet not take the action. It's definitely not fully on the voters, but mm -hmm. I do have to say, I'm definitely shaking my finger there. But yeah, we've got a lot of alternative products 
that are, you know what, quite honestly, some of them are pretty awesome. Yeah. And then you have a lot of cannabis that comes in from over the border in New Mexico or in Oklahoma. My <laughs> yeah. cannabis grown here. Come on. But, you are but, kidding. That's... Our liberty market is strong and proud and we grow fire. Good. And I to be my lawyer, Thomas. I would have to get I would have to get barred in Texas. I can consult. But the question that I have is what's the what's the zeitgeist, which of course Texans would never call it that. But what's the ethos or what's the the culture of Texas when it comes to business climate? Because depending on what your culture is when it comes to that business climate, like here in Illinois, it's closer to like how it is in Las Vegas or even New Jersey or New York, where it's I got this right and I'm not giving it to anybody. This is a sure thing to make like a limited market state, kind of like how there's only so many dispensaries. There's only so many gambling outfits. Yes. And, then, and so is it more of that or is it more along the lines of what you in Michigan or in Oklahoma or in New Mexico where it's, hey, man, it's free market capitalism. If you want to get a license, you get a license. You can lose your shirt. You can make a lot of money. Freedom. No, it's the former, unfortunately. Wow. It is a controlled market right now. And those who are in control are not going to give up that power. Yeah. And why should they, as they themselves would probably tell me to my face, I'm privy to conversation that I feel so grateful to be privy to. And I have to listen with respect and I have to understand the other side. And it's, it, it, so it's controlled right now. I won't paint it with that nefarious brush right now because I don't think it is, but I do think that it, more Texans need to be involved. More Texans need to be in the know, so to speak, and talking about the fact that why don't we have flour, first and foremost? It is the cheapest, <laughs> best yeah. way to get this medicine into your body, period. If we, serve, if, we are, if we love Texans, then why are we actually serving Texans? The reason I fight this fight is, as I'm sure y'all do, many people in your lives who have suffered and died, you didn't have this plan to give them any relief or any benefit during that time in their lives. It's, it's wrong. And as guess, long as, I don't know, man, as long as we're doing what we're doing, we just, we have to, that's really the zeitgeist, if you will. It's underground, it's slow moving, but it's happening. This conversation is being had. And I think what's happening is a bridge is being built, an understanding. How can we save face and make this decision? How can we profit more and make this decision but this decision needs to yeah. be made and do you want to be on the right side of the law or not and that's a big deal in texas yeah. this is not going away and we can still control it and this is my message to lawmakers yeah so it sounds like you guys need power. a thousand craft growers that's what it is a thousand Seriously. craft grower licenses yes. that is 35 million people in texas you're talking about 14,000 square feet of flowering canopy. That would cost you about 10 to $20 million to build out, depending on how you do it. Meaning that not everybody can do it. So not everybody can do it. just talking about the rich people. He's talking about the rich people, Texas. Come on. No. The real. Well, we are farmers. We are farmers at scale. And that's one thing that we have going for us. We have the water. <clears throat> okay. We have the water. And we have the farmers. And we have the land. Yeah. And yes, big part of my production work has been in hemp. Because hemp will save the world, I believe. I know that we believe. Yes. And what we could do in Texas and what we are doing in Texas is big, really big and exciting. And your mind can't help but go to what can happen in the craft cannabis space. We can all be smoking top shelf, all of us. We can yeah. have a program that serves Texans. You guys have a shit ton of vineyards. Oh. 
between Austin and Houston. A shit ton, dude. Like when I drove back cross country through Texas from like Houston, I'm like, oh my God, there's so many vineyards. And then you cross a lot of like greenhouses that are like fucking an acre long. Like this building alone, the maintenance of this fucking thing, you're like, oh my God, just the vacuuming, the circulation, the shit that has to go on the thing. It's a that's science, it's farming, but they do. They, there's a lot of lost potential, right? Because Tom, we talked about like, the Kansas Federal Reserve says the Missouri, because of Oklahoma, they got the most revenue, like the second highest. Yeah, you imagine the great. money. But that Oklahoma is everybody that is, has got a pulse in $2,500, you get a cannabis license. Amen, so amen. You're trying to get up to that flowering cannabis. Like if you want it, if Texas is more along the line of for their special people, who, then they're going to want that limited market state where there's only like a thousand craft growers because then you know who's on the club and who's not on the club and you've made it so large that it costs, I don't know, $100,000 to apply for the freaking license. And then once you get it, then it's six, eight, nine million dollars to get it operational. Most people don't have it. Oh, most people don't have it, but actually Texans do have it. Yeah. We have money here as well. We have capital here. And so the taste, the appetite for cannabis industry here in Texas, it's strong. Again, it's underground. And we may talk with an accent, but we definitely carry calculators. And so if it's a good Ross deal, Perot a- was from Texas. Well, you know, what? Ross Perot was from Texas. Thank you. Uh, I think half of Texas owns like Oklahoma and Wyoming, right? They help yeah. set precedents. They like old families, ranchers and shit got deep pockets and they extend that central area. So you still got a lot of that old money that's helping set precedent, which is they should be pointing out they're losing on one revenue from taxes and all the other bullshit they can be bullying people with uh, about like legal statuses and in court because that's where these guys win, right? With yeah. Bullying in court. Build a beautiful wall that helps us bring people through. Yeah. That helps us treat humans like humans. And let's pay those humans who work to protect our borders. Let's pay them well. And let's protect their families. All of these simple human, these are human rights. And not cannabis is not a panacea. And cannabis is not here to solve all problems. But I believe very strongly that the $28 million that walks across the border to New Mexico every month, every Mm. month, we could probably use that money. And you know what? Our weed will probably be better too. Mm. There, I said it. But also, that's just the the money stopping in Texas. There's shit going out of Mexico. Mexico is so shitty. They're fucking smuggling American weed. Never thought I'd see the day. Yeah, but it's great, isn't it? The cartels are giving interviews. Now, how they want to be about, they want to be seen as serious cannabis farmers. Oh my God. I laughed so hard yeah. when I read this article. When they had little tears in their eyes and now they wanted to be taken seriously. I'm just like, oh my God, please. It's Good that, it's that profitable though. But it's, it's the lack that of profitable that the cartels are thinking to. Yeah. Smart. That's why they're yeah. still weed, bad weed. Because <laughs> like when you try to take but it. they're bending on is where they're making well, that has a better shelf life and so like when you take a, a, a horticultural product like high quality wheat and then you subject it to all of that stress and when you have and so it's all the heat you packaged it all up there and then you're trying to ship it it's a, it's not in climate controlled environments it gets dry it gets you know, all sorts of things that get moldy it stinks that's why it sucked and you're not going to compete with a craft cannabis that has a perfect controlled environment to do it. And then it is ready to smoke right then. It is, oh, yeah. it's local. It's down the street, yeah. down the street, my neighbor, this is a conversation that I cannot wait to have. My neighbor grows the most fire Northern Lights. I am dying because I can't wait 
to get a piece of that. That's not a conversation that I have now. Right on. Because I don't know that if they I want. This is the type of community and local economy I think the cannabis sparks. Well, and that's what Texans are about, real Texans. It's about community, yeah. local economy, safety, family. And all that's knowledge. Because like the <laughs> knowledge of a good grow. Because you see some grows, like a grow for personal use versus a grow for like, I want to sell this in a mass market are two different things. One that I do in my basement with my, my lights and shit in my own house is different than say, I want to sell this to 100,000 people out there, whatever. Because that grow, people are going to walk in with suits and with beard guards and gloves because the plant is reactive to a lot of shit. Yeah. So if you But if they were good... making potato salad that you were right. going to then box up and then put in a refrigerated truck and ship it to the grocery store, they'd be wearing the same thing. They yeah. would still be wearing protective gear for hygiene and cleanliness. Exactly. Yeah. It's the same purpose. We're putting it in our bodies. It's a food or it's, I mean, yes. I, I think like even the smokable form of it would qualify as a food. But mm. as a result, you can see how it's going to be regulated. We're doing it right now for food yeah. or tobacco or alcohol. Yeah. We don't need your cartel weed. Okay. Yeah. No, that's the truth. But unfortunately for you guys in Texas, the whole like a liberty state, but yet you can still go to jail for a fucking plant. That's the irony. You feel so big and bad with your guns and your Jesus and whoever else you want to worship in your car with a fucking muffler that's so loud or whatever that piece of equipment is in a car. Whatever. Cool. I'm Texan. I like a big truck. But you can't grow a plant in your backyard, man. Yeah. It's not even a plant. It is a flowering plant. You yeah. can't grow a freaking flower in your backyard. It's no, that flower is a federal crime. You're like, it's embarrassing. Wait, it's this embarrassing. flower? Just, we should legalize fully before right. the feds do. Yeah. And not only that, like. To stick it to him some more. But think about it. Like, you know, that flower right there. You know what I mean? That one that's coursing through of water that still has two weeks before it's ripe for harvest. That one. What the hell do you think I'm going to do with that? I can't do anything, even though you, you cut it down when it's right and you pick it. And then, okay, now I have to go process this and cure it. Otherwise, it's going to be really harsh and you're not going to enjoy it as much. And so nobody is doing anything no. to get high when they have that flower there. It's, they'd still have to do more work to make sure that they can bring that in so they can enjoy it and can have all of its benefits for the person consuming it. Yeah, it's, it's a business. It's yeah. a business. It's a big boy and big girl business. And yeah. That's the way it goes. And I love that. Hey, do you, are you friends with Bob Hoban? Oh, I know. I, I don't think I've ever spoken to Bob, but I know of him. And so I'm not, I'm not friends with him. I no. know that he is Clark Hill. I don't know where he lives. Uh, no, he, yeah, cool. Yeah. I just think you guys, you have the same vibe and that's very cool because he's definitely a thought leader in the space and he's just a cool dude. But yeah, I think you guys should chat. I love Bob. We are, nice. we are well, friends. Okay. I'll have to have him on the podcast. We bonded in Jamaica together. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah um, one day I get to travel, I hope. But I had to get this place open first. Yeah, man. Of course. You're traveling with your podcast. I think this is very cool that you're doing this and that you have as many different sub-genres of the industry on the show. You and Maggie, you are an awesome counterpart. Appreciate it. Seriously, in Washington and Seattle. No, yeah. No, it, like Tom said, we would kind of culture thing too, right? Like I was saying about the media, I accidentally got into this. I'm an accidental. This is all, I'm, I like to write and then accidental journalism is what it came about. And then accidental 
networking and accidental, like I, it's, I made a thing without meaning to, because it's all about activism. And for me, knowing the algorithm I talked about in our podcast today was like, we had a minute where our information was out there because Tom and I just filled out the license. And, but I got a random phone call from a stranger and I answered it. He's like, is this Miggy? And was scared the shit out of me. Like. Not many people, I've always wanted a random phone call, but it'd be from like the government reaching out telling me like they need me to send me on a secret mission to help meet the aliens. That'd be I can't wait to like bunk you later with that, that knowledge that I have. The government you to search with the aliens. I'm going to spit up a Google VoIP and then it's going to be from, well, there's no 420 area code. Hate that. No, no. There ain't no 420, because I tried to get one. It's like with Google, like awesome. I'm on Vo so Google Voice, you can pick whatever area code you want. So if I get a New York office, I'll pick a 646 area code. And I was like, oh, okay, let me see if I can get 420. Area code not found. I'm like, oh, you bitch, America. <laughs> but can you make one? That's the question. There's another entrepreneurial yeah. avenue. Because you know how many fucking people would buy 420 numbers? Like the whole industry, right? Everybody would buy. You have to have Is it on like a no hey. list? Whoa. Oh. That was, yeah. If you point out to the fucking feds, like, hey, for $100 or whatever a year, I'd pay for an area code and citizen of your country. If you needed yeah. a country to get an area code, I feel like we could start one. We could find an island. We have a couple citizens. We have maybe we'll be there. Let's just be there for a week. Yeah, then we'll start a bank so that we're exempt from all the security and exchange laws, and then okay. we can start doing some real investments. Okay, I like the way you think. I think this is the handshake. Yeah. I used to <laughs> banks were my principal clients for most of my legal career. Before oh. cannabis clients, I was a financial lawyer. You're glutton for punishment. Or I be I became a stockbroker out of law school. It was 2008. I became a financial lawyer. <laughs> but that financial lawyer strategy is the thing that's helped him out with the cannabis industry lawyer. That's the thing totally. that's like fundamental, like a backbone, kind of like with your husband and his media. So what with your yeah. husband, what is he like, like a camera guy, a producer? Like yeah. Oh yeah, he's a producer, director, executive producer. Okay. Yeah, so he knows all the facets, every facet, and he does. He can do it all, but the is the gift is in the doing and the putting it all mm. together, and uh, so that's really fun. It's like people have ideas all the time about yeah. shows or what, whatever, and it's like they don't know, they don't know how to do it, and so they'll hire us to help them do it, pilot or put together brand campaign or video okay. built around video. Service businesses, like, service businesses are good. They're yeah. better than product businesses, according yeah. to data that shows if you want your business to succeed. Yes. Amen. And it's just, it feels more in control for what we do and what we want to do. My background, I, my, I started, I was a therapist. So at LPC and I worked with couples and mostly women and adolescent girls. And it was awesome, but I was also in my twenties and it was a lot, it was really heavy. So I transitioned away from that, but in undergrad, I got my computer science degree. And so I joined a startup in San Francisco, but I was their forward facing like clinician because mm. it, it was a startup that helped military, very folk ease the transition from their military to civilian lives. Mm. And uh, I come from a military family. General Grow, look him up. That's my great granddaddy. Yeah. So Ooh. General Grow sounds like it's a nutrient line. I'm Seriously, like, though. Right. General Grow nutrients only <laughs> uses the Major best Grow, potash. True. I got to have a, a strain called Major Grow and it'll all be like oh. clean the house. Like top to bottom, like an insane person. Like it's a yeah, just take New York, <laughs> yeah, New York City diesel or like sour D, and then slap a new name on it. There you go. Yeah, you know what? You got to tweak it. You tweak those genetics. 
that's the beauty of this plant. It's, like, it's a different, it's just, it's a plant that continually like builds on itself and serves us even better and even more precisely as we are able to just get those genetics dialed in. Yep. It's never going to be boring ever yeah. and ever. You know, the hard thing is keeping those strains, those legacy strains, and certainly those land race strains safe. And in a place where we always have access and we have universal access, but it's controlled. It's our universal medicine. access will take longer, but then yeah. they're safe. They are, uh, California's yeah. out there, Colorado's out there. There are seed banks. There are like banks of tissue cultures. There are tissue culture banks out there. They, it's as safe as Google is safe. If something's I, I gone wrong, like we have bigger problems if the cannabis supply has gone wrong. I, I, hey man, I believe you. I believe you. But it's all an interesting conversation. And the Texas Tech University is starting a seed bank, which I think is very interesting. It's THC seed bank. And they want to be the That's biggest in the cool. world. And I'm like, Texas wow. Tech? Yeah. So the story's happening here in Texas. Just straight up. It's just so don't get much cut. Then we need to get all the people that want piece of the revenues and they need to get under a hat or a tent and then we have to go okay how do we protect everybody in here and then there will only be like a thousand families that operate all of cannabis in texas but that's how it is in any state yeah right now and, and texas it. is huge a thousand is like a tiny number yeah like a thousand people were at my wedding no i'm just kidding that's not true it was 146 yeah. but that's ridiculous but you guys will be behind the power curve once federal legalization happens, right? We I mean, definitely like... will. We we are. There are a lot of people working right now behind the scenes, working so hard, having these conversations. It's easy to get all worked up, which is something I do very well, I think. So on Growhouse TX and Instagram, this is the Instagram channel that Patrick and I started four years ago when Growhouse, the series premiered on High Times TV, which is a show about a Texas nice. couple. You had to go to legal states to figure out what getting high was all about, essentially. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's still there on High Times TV. It's phenomenal. We have two seasons. But yeah, like we get mad, but we don't need to get mad. We just need to stay vigilant. We need to vote. And we need to remember that there are people working. There are really smart people that are much smarter than we are working on this problem. In Texas. Yeah. So hopefully they find us entertaining. I hope so. And I also hope no. that they have license limits because now that you've got a limited license state of only a thousand grows, I say, you know, Texas, Texas needs at 3000 no. dispensaries. I want them to have at least 3000 dispensaries in Texas, a thousand craft grows, 3000 dispensaries. You're allowed to own 10 dispensaries and just three craft grows. If we could get that license limitation, it'd be yeah. fantastic for me. And again, they'll be behind the curve overall once federal legalization happens. Because if you only have a thousand, which is just like your foot in the, comp compared to state stuff, right? Everybody knows Texas barbecue and steakhouse and stuff. There can be Texas cannabis in the United States, but no one has a chance. You guys just don't have that market started. It's not legal. No. But then they can, t how do they want to regulate it? And maybe they come at it with, let's get ready for the feds. And so that's why they would go with GMP certification or some type of regulation that they know once the feds get their act together, which again, might take six to eight years, they'll be already already. Yeah. What do you, so what do you think? What do you see? Do you feel like you're very plugged in into the Texas kind of political scene? Oh no. I know okay. absolutely nothing about the Texas political scene. Okay. I'm everything that I know about the Texas political scene was probably based off of television shows like Dallas or the James Dean movies, like from Giants to that one. That is completely not 
how Texas operates or I, there will be blood. I'm assuming also not how Texas it? operates. Yeah. Or is it? I have no I'm, idea. Seriously, that's but, hilarious that I asked you that question. That's very, I think, who do you know? But that's how, that's what you have to do when you're still underground right here in Texas. And people aren't going to be open supporters of cannabis. They just will not hear. They will not be that way here. Oh, yeah. So you got it. Even if it was legal? What? Even if it was legal. Oh, no, if it was legal, they'd change their tune. If it was legal, they'd probably have one of the licenses. Exactly. To be quite honest. But part of your guys' problem in but Texas. But right now, they're not going to be open about it. But the, it's the process that's holding you guys up, right? Because, like, in Texas, it's the legislature that has to initiate it. But you guys are such a gerrymandered red state that all the guys that are so blindsided and ignorant keep winning. And then they're never going to initiate it because it's not their priority. They don't care about money. They don't care about tax revenue to the state and helping them out. They don't care about the patients or like a chance of wellness choices. But whoever's got the deep pockets, like you said, people aren't going to talk about it, be pro until, but the legislator, that's it. You guys don't have, in every state that's been winning so far, it's been the citizens who create a bill and enact something. In Texas, you guys, I know you talked about how like, you got to win like an Ohio model where you got to go by county, by city, knock out the D-reg. But to actually have a sweeping actual real reform, you're going to have to get rid of Ted Cruz's Greg Abbott's. That's it. You're, yeah, you're so, Miggy, you're, I think you're absolutely right. And I really hope that, I don't like that you're right, <laughs> but you're right. Why? The question is why. And I think we need to, it's hard to depersonalize it. It's hard yeah. not to be emotional about it. It's a very good question. It's a very good question. And we could talk about it for the rest of our lives as we sit on top of our money and not give you access to your medicine. And I think that's a very Texas thing to do, which is why it's, we've got to do this dare. Hmm. We've, got to, we've got to understand where certain legislators are coming from who are proponents and who are advocates, but who are also trying to do other things and they can only help so much. And then versus the ones who are like Joe Moody, who's every legislative session, every two years, his bill for legalization is beautiful. It's more robust. It's more Texas friendly, more exciting. And his wasn't, his bill wasn't even heard two years ago. So is it going to be heard this year? I don't know. I don't what know. Is, we only have 140 days though to solve all of Texas's problems. If I was like the CEO of Cresco or GTI, I'd be like, I'm going to fly down to Texas and figure out who runs the place. Seriously. Because if you could take 100000 230000 $300,000 and throw it at various legislative offices in Texas, and get the bill you want, your stock will go up. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Okay. And but think about this. So there's that like head scratcher. But then there's also the fact that we know that oil and gas last year contributed 1.9 million to Greg Abbott and Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick's campaign. So mm. we know that's going on. We also know that Big Pharma is supporting Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. And so it just, it comes, it's a money game. When it's like, how deep are your pockets? 300000 ain't shit to get the license. What I'm hearing as far as application goes, I mean, it's upwards of $1.3 all in. And you may never not, you may never see that again. I was just at a grow yesterday, a one that hopes to win. They are applying currently, can't name them, but they've just finished out their fifth greenhouse. Nice. Now, luckily, they grow beautiful, award-winning hemp. That's beautiful. And they make other products. And so they've got a business model that works when it comes to hemp. But the real prize is growing the THC. And yeah. like, it's happening, man. And you got, it's not a, 
it's not a game for people who are ready to lose a million bucks. I think I figured yeah. it out though for you guys. What you guys need is a bill tied in with like guns. Be like, look, we're gonna pass this bill that ties in protection for gun owners or consumers of cannabis, and then within that bill, legalize it. Just be like, look, at the same time, we're gonna take it off the book. Right. Because we're just well, trying to provide protections. We wouldn't get any we wouldn't get any support from the gun from the gun folk because yeah. they don't want to have anything to do with us. They're they're primary focus is protecting our second amendment which i support and i support them and i want them to keep their eyes on the prize and they're not going to dirty themselves talking about cannabis legalization like a space and place that they know nothing about that they don't need to know anything about as they themselves i think believe why wouldn't they again it just goes back to why when we're in texas and we need to just be more effective educators and communicators unfortunately when it comes to cannabis we need those numbers, Thomas. Yeah, numbers help, but then money talks. Yeah. And so they already have their stuff situated. Yeah. Where's that? We're the ninth largest GDP in the world. You think wow. people will be rich around here? Yeah. Right. And you're giving it all to the cartels or the illicit market because yeah. you don't have an actual market, which means that you don't have any industry players also. Yeah. No, no way. I'm excited. It's crazy. It's a wild west out here. And so making media around what's happening is just, it's awesome. There's never a dull moment. Mm -hmm. We've got awesome clients who are just trying to do great things. Tell stories that grab people, grab normal people who don't smoke weed during Zoom meetings. You know <laughs> hey, I, I signed a, a contract to for this job and it said that I was allowed to use medicine during Zoom meetings. Very cool. I just love it. I just feel like it enhances the experience. You guys are awesome. And I was a little frazzled when I came on the call today because of my earbud situation. Oh. Thank you for having a hospitable atmosphere to smoking. It's a big deal. Of course. And then how can people go ahead and find Grow House Media in the interwebs? So interwebs are fun, right? I think near term, even long term, it's Feminized Podcast is really a project that is close to my heart, my team's heart. We launched it last February and we've got 67 or 68 episodes out now. And that is Feminized with Liz Grow on Instagram. But yeah, we have a website, feminizedpodcast.com. And you can go and kind of sniff around. It's definitely a place that will have a lot of, just a lot going on. Yay, our YouTube as well. Feminized Podcast YouTube, subscribe. That would be really cool if you did that because we can do more when more people subscribe. and. These conversations are amazing. Like I highly recommend it. If you're not a woman, that's okay too. You're going to love the conversation. But I only talk to women in the industry who are killing it, who are Very inspirational cool. and who are loving their life and their place in it. It's not about mm. man bashing, but it's about, hey, <laughs> how do we keep this going? And how there's a sisterhood, just like there's a brotherhood. Hello. We're different. Yeah. And so that's really what Feminine is about. So tap into that. It's really awesome. Grow House TX on Instagram is the place where we, it's the central repository for our advocacy stuff and our news. We have a party coming up during South by Southwest. And if you visit growhousemediaevents.com, oh, yeah. you'll learn more about the outlaw party. But Very cool. Yeah. Great. We really appreciate coming on 420 Summer, yes. where we like to talk to people in the industry about what they're doing. And if that's you, don't forget to get in touch with us at, how did you, somebody reached out and emailed me, I think. 
at tomcollateralbase.com. And then if, yeah. if people are in the industry, want to come on the podcast, give me an email and then we'll uh, get you on there and see what you're doing in the industry. We really appreciate it. And you know, any closing thoughts before I hit hang up? <laughs> I love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. We're killing it. Truly. Thank you for having me. Yep. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And check out this next video. It's what ails you. <laughs>